We're back. Another episode of This Might Work. These golden pipes you hear are likely you have some distortion in your headset. These aren't that golden. They're brownish. It's Peter Dunn. Uh, I was going to give my nickname. We don't give it on that show. A co-host of This Might Work, back from my sabbatical. Some people on their sabbaticals, they find yoga or they find themselves. I found myself up 20 pounds and have lost some hair. Joining me, as always, is Scott Long, comedian extraordinaire, corporate host, MC, all-around good guy, podcaster, and flannel wearer. Scott, it's good to see you again. I've lost about 10 pounds. You do look thinner, but I thought it was just my fat eyes that have gotten fatter since we've last talked. I don't think you look fatter, but I mean, maybe you are, but... I have, uh, in podcasting, discussing weight is a really great idea for people's one on audio podcast. But yeah, I've lost weight and I shaved uh, pretty much almost all of my beard. It's like as tight as it's it's been. And that's because I grabbed my wife's trimmer. That's a special kind of trimmer. I'm yes. not going to get too detailed in. Sure. Scaping. Yeah, and it was at a little different level than I expected. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here, here's the thing. I, uh, not gray hardly when it gets that close. Yeah, it's pretty tight. Yeah, it's tight. <laughs> pretty tight. Okay, so... What's the episode this week? I, I've been gone. I apologize for those. Uh, yeah. And we're, uh, we're really glad our good friend Jake Query filled in last mm, episode. That was a good one. It's good. Jake's good people. Scott, I have literally no idea what we're talking about today, yeah. but that's the way I like it, because you do the work, and I just talk. Yeah, that is our uh, niche, and I do want to apologize that we haven't had the amount of podcasts that we should have. That's going to change. That's what I've been told by a man named Peter Dunn. If it was someone's fault, as do the breakdown in frequency, whose fault would it be? I'm not a believer in the 110% kind of thing. There's uh, math. There's 100% right, and there's zero. That's right. Yours would be the 100% blame. Yes. And I would be the zero. That's absolutely right. You know, here's the thing. When your name is Peter, you are often dropping balls. Mm, good point. Okay. So <laughs> today, let's let's stay on the sports theme then. Oh, I didn't even know what that meant, what I, I just either. said. I had but, no idea, actually. I figured maybe some of your fans knew this, like this was kind of some kind of... I uh, thought that was a thing. ...special word that uh, Peter Dunn fans know, dropping balls. So <laughs> It does sound like a, like a Chris D'Elia sort of like yeah. tagline or something like that. Yeah. Do you like Chris D'Elia, a comedian? Uh, he's in the Netflix show You. Have you seen the Netflix I, show You? I don't watch that. All right. Today we're talking sports. Not really, but oh. we are, okay? Because this is more fashion than sports, but oh. we're going to talk about tennis shoes, mm. and uh, I'm not going to get too much into Nike and Adidas or Adidas. Adidas. If you're, and I, I, don't, I know a little bit about the Nike Adidas history, and I think they're almost like across the street from each other where they were created, both. No, Nike is in Oregon. Oregon. Did you ever read Shoe Dog? No, I didn't. That would have been really good for this show. Uh, oh, first of all, uh, let's not stay on topic too much. Um, are you a reader? Do you read? A lot. Like physically read or do you listen? I was a massive physical reader. Like, I mean, I would like l like pump out. Like, yeah. I'd have one book in one hand, the heavy one. Yeah. Like War and Peace. Sure. And then the other one, physically, I would just read with my eyes. Okay. But yes, I'm a big reader my, my whole life. And then, oh, I don't know, about 20 years ago, I became a big fan of the book on tape. Yeah, now it's called Audible. Yes. But it was book on tape. 
Yeah, that would be a good episode for us. Ooh. For about 10 minutes. And yeah, the Cracker boring. Barrel Book on Tape Exchange Program. That was one of the things, or you'd go uh, to the uh, discount uh, outlet mall for yes. the b- b- book warehouse. Yeah. And they would have all kinds of audio books. And I'm, I've been a stand-up comic for 28 years now, so a trucker that tells jokes about uh, Metallywhacker. That's, <laughs> uh, that's what they said back in the, uh, the 1800s. Uh, so yes, I was a big reader of uh, consumer of those, and I still read a lot. Now I cannot read a book to save my life. Have to listen to it. Same. I will say this: Shoe Dog, put it on your list. Mm. Best business book I've ever read, and by read, I mean listen to. Do they uh, talk about Reebok? Uh, a little bit, but not much. No, I mean when I think of Reeboks, I think of a giant tongue. A puffy tongue yeah. on the shoe and a lot of white foam. Right, but they were comfy. I think so. I don't know. I had a pair of Reebok pumps, two pairs. Yeah, that's a big part of our uh, episode. Oh, it is? Yeah. So we're talking about Reebok. We're going to talk about Reebok today. Because Reebok uh, was founded in 1895 Shut, in the UK. Wait, 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 wait. 1895? Yeah. That's not true. It was. They they didn't have the big puffy tongue, and I, I don't even think they were tennis shoes. They were probably like a UK-ish Doc Martin, you know, kind of thing. What was that? Doc Martin. Oh, yeah, Doc with Martin. an accent. I see. Yeah, You're doing British. voices. Yeah, I you do a podcast. I do a podcast called the Frank Caliendo cast, which you can tell I'm not the star of. And that one's doing great. And we do that one like sometimes twice a week because those guys are totally committed to their podcast. Yeah, they don't have jobs, you say. Well, they kind of do, actually. Yeah. One of them has his own morning show that's uh, huge. I have a morning show every morning. I wake up and I'm the star. Good for you. So back in jolly old England in uh, 1895, that began. So in 1958, I'm not going to give you a bunch of history. I'm just going to tell you when it started. And uh, they were bought by this J.W. Foster and Sons, and they uh, decided to, uh, I guess, Reebok, the company, was started in 1895, but the company itself, I'm, I'm a little rusty. You know, well said. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well said. Rusty, yeah. Uh, they, I believe started changing their their name to Reebok. It was another company that had shoes. They changed their name to Reebok. They were sold to somebody else. And Reebok means African gazelle. Okay, I have some thoughts. Number one, what are the chances when they first were founded, they were just called Bach? And then when they did it again, Mm -hmm. it became Reebok. Who knows? I mean, you know, a a good researcher would have had that info. I, I researched this about two months ago when I thought we were going to do our next podcast. Mm. And this is the first time I've looked at these notes since yeah. then. I've seen so the pages again, are yellowing. I, th- I believe they are. I, I, I think that's going to be a running theme today is, is that if I make a mistake, going to blame it on you somehow. You know what? I like the way okay. this is going. Sure. I, I do know a Bach uh, in South Africa. It's a gazelle, right? I mean, it's like. I guess. Th- that's I a don't thing. Know. Yeah. The no spring Bach. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sounds right. Uh, Paul Fireman was a sporting goods distributor in the U.S., and he saw these shoes that uh, J.W. Foster and Sons had at some sporting goods convention. Okay, you know they, you know, 
he decides, I like these shoes. They are high quality. Um, I've got confidence in them. I'm going to buy them. And this was in 1979. And so what happened was, is he had a lot of connections in America. It really becomes an American company at that point. And by 1982, Paul has a genius move. Tennis shoes were mainly just worn by dudes. Yes. And he went, we got a 50% market here that nobody's tapping into. Dogs. Yes. Ladies. Oh, ladies. Dogs would have been smart because they'd have to wear four shoes. Exactly. See, I'm smarter mm. than JW. You might want to uh, cut that out of the podcast yeah. and go to, what are those people with Mark Cuban? Uh, Shark Tank. You take that to Shark Tank. Sharks don't have any feet. Wouldn't sell many shoes. Mm. Continue. You're very tight on the animal jokes. I feel like I'm with uh, who? Who's uh, Richard Attenborough? He doesn't doesn't. <laughs> oh he? man, he's great. Yeah. Do you do and a Richard? And the gazelle ran across the plain and was slaughtered by the immense power of the cheetah's jaws as it tore into the flesh of the African gazelle. I'll say this. We've taken a two-month break, as far as I'm concerned, on this show. And I'm back, and I am sharper than a knife. I think your daughter's going to like that little uh, voice. She's going to be like, what happened, Daddy? Who'd that, that Englishman come in? And that was a that was probably 90% of Richard Attenborough. I, that was good. The biggest fan of this show is my 10-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. which says a lot mm -hmm. about the future of this show. Let's give her a little shout-out. Hello. Go to bed. Okay. Title IX was established in 1972. Title IX, of course, was to give uh, very similar opportunities to female athletes as male athletes. It was introduced. It was established. But it really wasn't enforced until the 1980s. True. Once again, Paul, fireman, Reebok guy, he goes, we got to make this happen. Girls are starting to play sports. They're just more sporty. And uh, what was the other thing that was really going on then? Aerobics. Oh. You know, I just actually was on Wikipedia just now. Yeah. He, Paul Fireman was so committed mm -hmm. to this idea. Are you backing my research up because you realize I didn't do much research on him? For nine months, he refused to let anyone call him anything other than Paul Firewoman. Mm, that is good. That was my favorite cult song, by the way. Fire woman! You know we're back when you start singing. Yeah. You're a good singer, though. Uh, but I can't do the cult. I wish I could. Peter, uh, how long are we into this podcast? Well, no, I'm like, I'm, I, here is the thing. Uh, no, our, our, our show is called This Might Work. I know, so but I'm saying, like, the thing is I am one. fully present. Unfortunately, I, I, to look at my watch is to look at the notifications on my watch that are telling me things about my life. So by looking at my watch, I'm not looking at the time. You're I look looking at your phone, basically. Essentially, but I'm not, because that's rude. I'm not looking at my phone. Oh, uh, you are so, like, you're, you're ahead of people by looking at your watch. People just think, oh, he's really... It's actually worse, because it's like, oh, come on with it. Yeah, that's true. It does make it feel bad, because I so, felt horrible. Aerobics and ladies. Here's something I found very interesting. Uh, Reebok shoes, they had some good ideas, okay? So obviously, they're trying to get uh, women... Let's maybe get girls, too. So where are you going to product place your your shoes, early 80s? Okay, can I take some guesses? Yeah, please. Barbie? That's not bad. Gem? I don't think Gem was around then. Gem? 
Jim. Is that a store? Yeah, like a, no, no, no. Jim was like a Jim and the Rockers. You know. It was oh yeah, was that the early eighties? Yeah, My Little Pony. Were they putting pony? Like, no, I don't think that was out either. Um, Double Dare. Okay. Oh, that's the answer. Yeah. Oh. Girls watch Double Dare and boys, but girls, yeah, yeah. The sl- they, that slime show. Mark Summer, I can do. I do a great Mark Summer. Let's hear it. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Welcome to Double Dare. That was, gosh, I hope we don't have to pay Mark Summer. I know. Feels, unwrapped. <laughs> unwrapped. Man, he just was like, "Hey, we're back at Knott's Berry Farm to see how Twizzlers are made." Like every episode, oh, it's like, how many times Twizzlers. can I see Twizzlers being made? I haven't had any uh, sugar really for the last. Uh, 16 days really yeah i mean i've i've done some uh, rob low bars you know yeah. some of those yeah. atkins bars but i like your nfl hat my nfl hat that's a joke. oh yes rob low i'm yeah. sorry yeah i saw that okay so Reebok starts really just doing well at double that, dare that helped okay. i mean just everything they seemed to do was doing well and at that same time there was a lot of options there was it was a wider range. Nike didn't own everything at that point. Adidas was around, but then so was Puma. And so was uh, other different shoes. But Reebok found a niche with females. Women. Well, do I need to say women? I think some women take offense when people call them females. Really? You didn't know that? I would say males. Men? No, I would say males Because you mean women and girls. But this was mainly for females, but okay. Yes, okay. Women, but girls, that would be female. Thank you for trying to help me out. You brought up a shoe that you said you had. It was called the Reebok Pump. Oh, man. D. Brown, mm-hmm. NBA Dunk Contest, pumped up his shoes. 1991. 1991. I had the blue and orange Shaq Reebok pumps. I okay, so Shaq that was, was the middle 90s by then, right? Uh, probably. Yeah, I feel he, like I had two pairs of Reebok pumps, but yeah. Yeah, because the were D. Awesome. Browns yeah, would have came out around 92. Uh, 91, because actually he pumped up his shoe before. That was like the establishment, because it came out in 1989. And the concept of it was there was like a suction around your ankle that would somehow grip your ankle and maybe protect it, which it didn't. It and, didn't? I thought it was a genius shoe. Did mm, it not go well? Well, it, here, here's the story. It, would it still be around if it was a genius shoe? He makes a good point. Point, Scott. Yeah. It was a great gimmick, especially once again, they were trying to all of a sudden go, okay, we got women on board. Let's get men. So we make this suction shoe. Hmm. And men are like, yeah, this yeah. is cool. Because men like gimmicks, right? Yes. They, they like their toys. And this thing would, like you could, you know, especially boys. Do you know how much these shoes cost in night and... 19. Uh, can I guess? 89? Yeah, please. $129.29 or 99 cents. Maybe if you got it on sale. How much were they? 199? 170 was the retail. God, did my parents pay that for that shoot? Look at the spoiled brat that I am. I'm surprised you made it through your school day. I did get a pair of Charles Barkley's stolen out of my locker at Guyon Creek Middle School. The Jaguars. Uh, someone stole my mm. Chucks. CB4s is what they were called right. at the time. So D. Brown wins the dunk contest in these shoes, yep. and uh, that was their next step. They're doing well. Um, at this point, they are actually outselling Adidas. What? Yeah, they're outselling Adidas. They're number two 
in sales and uh, I was reading a story about, you know, what's the difference between a Nike, a Reebok, and an Adidas shoe when they would do the marketing? And they would ask people, well, what do you buy this or that for? Okay, let's, you want to try that? Yeah. All right. Well, you tell me. What do you think of when you think of Nike? I uh, think of great marketing. Okay. And I have never been a fan of a Nike shoe. To, to, uh, in fit and comfort. Never, never was my kind of foot. Okay. So what do you think of when you think of Reebok? They were comfy, but um, I guess I never felt like they were great in regards to if you were playing sports with them. And what do you think about Adidas? I thought they were uh, more balanced between the two. Like I would like choose a, like a New Balance. No, I don't like a more New balance. balanced because they New Balance. I, I'm sure is very comfortable, but it doesn't look good to me. Yeah, I like the three stripes. You know, isn't that ridiculous that we could choose that? Like, I'm like this ridiculous dad now that, you know, I have ba- I, my, my kids both play basketball. They're just about to turn 12. They do not listen to the podcast. Uh, you're, oh. you're, you, I guess they have enough of me at home. I don't know what it is. That's probably true. Where you're gone so much that your poor daughter's oh. crying on the pillow. Listen, maybe daddy will talk to me through the podcast. Wow. No. No, I mean, I'm gone a lot too. And sometimes it's so weird and it's like off-putting when my kids see me because it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, you've been gone for three yeah. days that I'm like, okay, this is a little intense. We're just seeing each other. Let's all go into our rooms and we'll FaceTime each other. Yes. That's <laughs> more com- Show me your hotel room, dad. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I- I'm with you. I find Nike, when I think about Nike, I don't find them to be comfortable, Mm-mm. but I like the way they look the most. Oh, interesting. Reebok, I feel like are basically pro kids for ultra marathoners. You know, like they're I just, think maybe now they are. Yeah. And then, I, but I would never, I mean, I would never buy a Reebok to save my life right no, now. I think I've only one, owned one Reebok in my whole life. You owned a couple, it sounded like. Yeah. Well, yeah. But again, it was middle school, right? Right. Adidas, though. I love Adidas. I think Adidas are great. And of course, our both of our kids are into soccer. So yeah, um, they kind of got that market down. So they're worldwide, they're doing great. And then I even wear now the tracksuits. Yeah, I mean, like a, like Sopranos. Yeah, and, and I, I got to say, five years ago, I'd have been like, yeah. Ten years ago, I'd have been like, oh, my gosh, that dude looks ridiculous. Yeah. I'm that ridiculous guy now. I wear them. I like how they look. You notice in the youth soccer community, that of which you and I are both a part of, mm, we are. that when sometimes there, there's like this hierarchy, there's... People that wear Adidas, but then it's, do they wear the tapered calf area? Like, are they yeah. tapered? And then do they have an accent on top of Ooh, that? Yeah, that's when I get nervous. Yeah. When they have the accent, because yeah. I know that my son will probably struggle against that son. Absolutely. And I also... Because yeah. that dad knows soccer. He does. Even if I don't, he doesn't know soccer. I believe he does. I remember when my kids were five, okay? And we live in this suburb that are all mostly American people. But, you know, there's some diversity. It's good. And when I mean Americans, it doesn't mean just white. I just mean American. They grew up playing basketball, baseball, football. They didn't play soccer. Right. So this guy, it's from the Y. He's teaching five-year-olds. He's doing a clinic. And he has the greatest Scottish accent I have ever heard. I mean, it was amazing. And I'm like... This guy knows what he's doing. No idea if he does or not. He just, I would hire him from central casting. He sounded beautiful. 
Uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my, I'm telling my wife, I'm like, I will show up to listen to this guy. Yeah. It just sounds good. It's like, I don't know, Sean Connery is giving, you know, uh, lessons on soccer. What shoes were, was, were he, was he wearing Adidas? I don't know. I couldn't even get past his, uh, his, his face. So in the mid nineties, Reebok is making a move. Things are going well, but as we 90, know, 1996, they signed Allen Iverson and that was oh. cataclysmic because if you think Allen Iverson was one of the five best players in the nineties, and I would argue that he was not, he was definitely as important as anybody in regards to style and fashion. Yes. Uh, and to kids. Okay. Yeah, but he was also part of the reason the NBA instituted the dress code. Oh, I know. But if you're Adidas, you like his dress code that he was wearing because yeah. it was cash. Yeah. If you are, you know, um, you know, Jay Riggins. <laughs> Did you ever have a suit from Jay Riggins? Oh, of course I had a suit from Jay Riggins. Mm, I had a, a olive, kind of an olive. Oh yeah. It kind of olive meets mustard. <laughs> you know what? I got you. I can see it. I can mm. see it. I can see you had probably had a mustard shirt on with the olive suit, mm. your blondish feathered hair. I had, I had pretty good hair then. Pretty good. No, Blonde. you did. I, I look at those old pictures of you and I'm like, man, Dream you boat. look like a jazzercise ex- instructor. Yeah, wearing my Reeboks. Yeah. Leg warmers. But Okay, so they're, they're doing well. They're doing well. They're not quite as hot uh, as they had been in the late 80s because... They, you know, all of a sudden Nike and Adidas and a lot of the other companies got into the uh, women's apparel market to join them. You know, they got the, 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 the start on that. In 2000, they signed Venus Williams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, okay, uh, I remember that. You know, and that's a good signing, obviously. So things are going well. I feel like... You're setting up. You're setting up a bomb here. Well, it's it's just different. It's weird. Reebok continues to do well. In 2001, they become the exclusive apparel outfitter for the NBA. They did. Yeah. Oh, there was that time when Reebok made the jerseys. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, during that time, you saw the Reebok emblem on the jerseys. They looked a little bit lame. Yeah, there's something about that. What's the lamest jersey you can think of in NBA history? In terms of the design, or do you mean the manufacturer? No, 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 the design. It's got to be bigger. I mean, just like one team that you just like, oh, my Lord. I, I remember the old Cleveland Cavs uniforms were terrible. Yeah, they, they're mid-80s. They, they suffer from the color. Cleveland the, suffers from their colors. They do. A lot of brown. Yeah, the Indians are fine because they don't go with the brown. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some brown. Blue, red, and isn't it blue, red, and brown? Isn't brown like a no, tertiary color there? It's blue, blue, and, blue and red. White. Um. What what are their NBA uniforms? The one that I think of, and the first time there ever was a designer of a uniform, was the Charlotte Hornets had Alexander Julian. Oh yeah, those were terrible. The, and the, I think he was the guy that had uh, colors, but not Benetton. It was just his brand was Alexander Julian colors. It was very preppy. He had like preppy clothes. And uh, not uh, really pastelish. Yeah. You know, that was a pastelish time. People were still coming out of the Miami Vice thing. Awful. And truthfully, I don't think the Pacers uniforms were very good. And I believe they were designed, yeah, very similarly. And and Florence 
Griffin Joyner, is that her name? Yeah. Th- those were terrible. I mean, that's an, I feel really bad because she's iconic and, you know, her untimely death and all sorts of things. But she's a good are, athlete. Yeah. But Great you know athlete. what? Uh, look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a decent financial mind, but I'm not a good dancer and she's not a good designer. No. And that's okay. So I think of their two uniforms. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if the rebut. So, 2003 though they they make a lot of good decisions like i'm not running into bad decisions there's no situation like the guy from blockbuster going hey you know uh, reed hastings yeah. you don't need to show up go to the netflix uh blockbuster issue that, that we're, i'm calling them issues now can i call them issues wow yeah the, no, you, i have issues that the, i'm calling you're it an issue. really good at this oh i'm out of practice but i'm gonna get better again my i was fault. at my peak yeah my yeah 2003, Reebok gives the first non-athlete a shoe. Do you know that one? Okay, okay. 2003, non-athlete. Can I I, I do some guessing here? Yeah, please. Are we in entertainment? Yep. Okay. Is it it in the music industry? Yeah, it wasn't like Al Gore or something. No, no, no. I didn't know if it was just like a Bob Ross or... Okay. Music industry, I'm going to go with, man, how about the rapper, the game? Well, that'd be basketball. He was like a really good basketball player. Yeah, he, he was. Is that him? No. Who was it? Master Master P, P I think, was the really good basketball Correct. player. Correct. Absolutely. Percy Miller. Right. Club, Jay-Z. Oh. In 2000. Jay-Z, really, you know, there's a reason why he was worth so much money. He, uh, uh, that was pretty brilliant though. They were, they got him right before they could still get him without. And so they get him and they also, uh, later on did the same with 50 cent. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's where, yeah. Do, how do you say that? I, I don't. Yeah. I feel very uncomfortable if I try to really nail it. Cause I'm, you know, I just think it sounds ridiculous. It's uncomfortable. So I say 50 cent. I say half dollar. Yeah, that's better. Uh, uh, Two quarters. So I'll be honest. As we're going through this Nelly. right now, they got Nelly too. Yeah, I was never a Nelly fan. No, uh, neither here nor there. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> um, they've made no mistakes so far, though they have, but n- not 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 any large ones where it would jump out at you. You know, you know how they have this uh, deal. Like if you make a major mistake in life and you can hire an agency to try to hide you on yeah. Google sure. to try to build you back up. So that goes down lower, maybe on page two. You seem to know a lot about this sort of thing. No, I've been listening to a book on audible from a man named John Ronson. John oh, John Ronson. Ronson. Great book, great audio books because he reads them himself. Oh, he's he's like so the good. British David Sedaris, but with more information and less person uh, less person stuff. More, I love. I can't. I can't uh, exaggerate enough on how much I enjoy his books. And this one Same. is about public shaming. Great book, which is probably so, the one of the most important issues in America that you know our our podcast is not capable of handling. You should listen to that book though. Uh, the great book, and that came out probably four or five at least years ago. Yet, shame is still very alive. Oh, it's only it, it's only grown. Yeah, it's only grown. So, uh, one thing I wanted to tell you about, you know, Jay Z and uh, rappers Hova. and basketball, because there's okay. a rapper basketball kind of you thing. You don't go- say. Yeah, here's what I would uh, find interesting. One 
of because uh, they had Iverson. That was their big one. Then they got Shaq. That's the other big one. The, sure. I would t- I would argue Iverson is definitely was bigger than Shaq, because, not physically, but um, every kid could kind of imagine themselves as Allen Iverson, and no kid could compare compare themselves to Shaq. That's true. But my favorite part of this moment is that you said something that made me laugh, and I laughed, but I silent laughed. Yeah, that's kind of how you work. But I'm if you've listened to Arnie our podcast, I will like reward laugh. me with laughter. Yeah, and you are that. A bitter comic in the back I, that just goes. That's funny. Hmm, hmm, that's that's mm. very good. I liked that joke. Mm, let me write that down and give him a little, a uh, little uh, check mark. I'll tell him Smiley after the face. show that I enjoyed. Yes, that one. yeah, that's what goes on. <laughs> Here's another great move they made that I didn't even mention. Yao Ming. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Okay. They opened up. We've got to get to where they go wrong because that's genius. Yeah. An entire. Biggest nation in the world. Right. I know. They No, they just everything. So they Reebok. They, oh. But I do want to mention the basketball and music uh, combination. Okay, please do. You know how, especially rappers, but even rocks, like, you know, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers had a song called Magic Johnson. Okay. Okay. Uh, Pearl Jam was initially called Mookie Blaylock. Correct. Former uh, right. point guard of the Nets, right. I believe. Uh, the, the Supersonics was his, uh, his real team. Wow. And that Seattle, see, they were from Seattle. Oh, I don't want to Google it, but I think I'm right. Go ahead. No, but I mean, he played for the Nets, but he, okay. yeah. keep going. Go, I, go, hit your watch. Your no, no, no. I, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to prove you wrong, but keep going. This is, this is interesting what you've got going. Mm, I do. Cause this, I like when you drop names in your rap songs. Yes. Okay. But what I do not like, sometimes you've got to imagine 10, 20, 30 years ago, you've written a great song and there's one name that you gave that was like, why the hell did I put that name in there? Because they're not that good. They don't belong in a great song. Where are you going with this? Crazy in Love, Jay-Z. He drops the the line this. um, Crazy in, okay. Soprano, the rock handle, like Van Exel. Oh, Nick Van Exel. Yeah, Nick Van Exel. Is nowhere should ever. That is one of the top pop songs of my lifetime. And Crazy Van Exel love. was in it, and he he name drops one athlete, Nick Van Exel, not not Man. not a Hall of Famer, barely a one time All Star. He played for the Lakers. Sure, okay, he got some fame, but he was also they had signed him to Reebok. He had his own shoe too. So. Oh, so it was product placement. Maybe. I will say this: uh, just do 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 do. Breaking news from the internet. Scott's wrong. He never played for Mo- the Super. No, he didn't. Mookie Blaylock was drafted by the Nets, which out makes, of Oklahoma. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, but he went to Midland College first, and then he played for the Atlanta Hawks, and yeah. then he played for the Golden State Warriors. Never. Did, Did he play Mookie, with the Nets? No, he played for the Nets, but he never played for the Supersonics, is what uh, you said. Oh, okay. But, I mean, his best years were with the Hawks, actually. Uh, probably. Yeah, I mean, if you run a, if you got basketball reference? Um, I'll just say this. Uh, uh, you were wrong. Okay. But you know what? That is the first product placement, one of the first product placements, and it was smart. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just, it irritates me when I hear a song that, you know, I... I as a comedian, if I had to listen to a joke of mine that I wrote 25 years ago, and then every day for the rest of my life, I still had to hear it on the yeah. radio or something, I'd be like, why did I do that? That, that makes reference. me crazy. I think of the song, uh, 
Hey, soul sister, hey there, Mr. Mister, when he goes, my untrimmed chest hair or whatever he says, my untrimmed chest. Why are you telling about your chest hair and how you didn't trim your chest hair in this song that he didn't know was going to be an enormous smash song? It was probably one of the top five, ten songs of that year. Got to listen to it all the time now. But it's so weird that he's talking about his untrimmed chest. He could have just used your wife's personal groomer. Mm. I'll say this. Later, Jay-Z did make another reference to Robinson Cano. When he got in the when when Jay Z got in the sports management game, yeah, and he's and he makes reference to Scott Boris, and he's right. like, uh, "Ramsey Cano, you're coming with me," you know. And so I think he always puts his own business interests in his song as his marketing genius, and he did it for Reebok. Yeah, but uh, Robinson Cano, not still right on that edge of being in a rap song, but. Yeah, yeah, no, it's but obscure. a Yankee who was like a ten-time All-Star. Yeah, Nick Van Exel, come on, man! Yeah, it's like Steve Stepanovich, you're coming with me, right? Or John Sunvold, even you know, <laughs> who played not... with him in Missouri. Okay, Dan Marley, you're coming with me. Well, but Dan Marley, some ups was yeah, and he was like you know pretty handsome. God, too. he was good looking. Yeah, he's like you know he lived in Phoenix and he looked like so like great looking, but he was from Central Michigan. When he got there, he had to go. Oh my lord. I'm a good tanner. I didn't even know. Yeah, that was... Talk about discovering an untapped skill. Dan Marley looked like a guy that should wear Reeboks. A hundred percent. Yeah. With a... In the 80s, when they were white. With a tracksuit and a gold chain. He could get away with it. And smelled like a perfume of someone else's wife. Ooh, I love that. You know what I'm saying? That, he's wearing some Jeter. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you're saying, I feel like I'm getting set up for something, and what happened? What happened was, you know, you saw in 2003, Reebok gives their deal to Jay-Z. They're uh, 2001, they're the official exclusive outfitter for the NBA. Adidas buys Reebok in 2005. Oh. They are... You know, doesn't uh, who bought who bought Miller? Uh, Some big uh, alcohol conglomerate bought him. Okay, I don't drink. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Today with your sushi, I would just state that that's when everything changed for Reebok, and most people that grew up, you know and came to adulthood after 2005, do not think of Reebok as a major brand anymore. It's Adidas and Nike. It was almost like Adidas went, you know what? We feel like we're losing more market share to Reebok, and we're obviously not making as much ground against Nike. If we could take them and put them in a you know, a more... Uh, a less large category and kind of just fine tune them. And that's what's happened with Reebok in the 2010s. They have become this kind of CrossFit brand. Oh yeah. And they, uh, they, they position themselves with the UFC. Yeah. They are all over the UFC. I've just realized I'm not their market because I have no interest in CrossFit and I've grown out of the UFC. Yeah. I used to at one point like watching guys pummel each other right. until uh, traumatic brain injury. 
but I don't know if it's fatherhood that's sort of softened me to that now. I'm just like, I'm going to pass. You can, I'll keep my forty nine ninety nine this Saturday night at 1030, and I'll just eat these chicken wings in silence. Yeah, yeah. No, my, my, on my other podcast, they're going to, and I'm, this is an evergreen thing, but you know, the biggest boxing match from probably quite a while is going to happen this weekend with two undefeated heavyweights. Tyson uh, Fury match. Okay. I, I don't like that you know so much more about pop culture than me. Yeah, well, you're busy, uh, you know, taking over the world, and I'm just taking over my little corner. But uh, those two guys are going to this huge match in Las Vegas. They are both really wealthy, my okay. my friends. Yeah. And uh, I uh, was not invited, first oh. off, because they would probably have to pay for me, sure. and they weren't going to do that. No. That's how they're rich. And uh, I, I'm like, sadly, they're going to probably Skype me. Uh, and they'll be, and I'll be like, can, can you show me a little bit of it? Cause I can't even afford the pay-per-view. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the other show that I do. I really, uh, I don't know what it is. I, uh, wealthy people like having me around. I'm like <laughs> Kato Kalen. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So that's a good I, joke. I don't have a great, I don't have a great like ta-da. Oh, that's end. it. Yeah, I know. That's the, that's the unfortunate part. I do want to do an Adidas versus Nike sure. uh, episode, which will not be one kills the other. It's just going to be the the ups and the downs of both those shoes. But Reebok has just kind of uh, been let to go off to the side by Adidas. I, I don't know. I guess it would be if you were a car company and you bought Chrysler sure, and you decided, okay, we're going to let most of the cars go off to the side. We're Fiat, but you know, we like the minivan and we like your trucks, I but your cars. Yeah. Eh. I think I have a metaphor. Let me try this. Please. One Let's say you're uh, a tabloid magazine right? and you're able to purchase stories about a political leader and then purchase the rights to those stories and then never publish them. And they would call that a catch and kill, mm, yes, right? that's what they call them. Wonder if Adidas essentially catch and killed Reebok in the sense that they were trimming away from their market share. So they said, you know what? Let's just take them and put them in a corner, like you said earlier. Do you think that's close to what I said, maybe? I didn't see it in the research, but I can totally believe that Stormy Daniels once wore Reeboks. Is that what you're trying oh, to tell me? Totally. Mm. And the thing with the Reeboks, they had like the puffy ankle area. Yeah, they did. Like really plush. Well, well, I think it was at the time in the 1980s, everything was about if you're going to, these women are going to be wearing sports clothing. Well, we better make it look feminine. They better have plenty of cushy ankle support right so you know okay so liked it um this uh this lo- lo- a lot of good stuff here no hey kudos to you for the research you did months ago when yeah. you thought i was committed to this yes yes this uh, i believe the next one i do will uh have more fresh research yeah wow well Scott, it's good to be back. I am I'm committed to being back. I don't know if anyone cares other than maybe my I do. daughter. I do. Uh, this is uh, Scott Long, scottcomedy.com. I mostly do corporate events. That business has been going really well. Uh, so that part's been good. Maybe it's going to start going down the tubes again now that I'm back to the podcast. I hope that isn't the case. Pete? Uh, I have nothing to plug, Scott. Okay. Sometime I think we really you're going to reach a point where you will. Nah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> 
Until next week, uh, this might work. <laughs>